0: Shabbat shalom, everybody. So, as I prepare my notes here, you know, I really wanted to talk to you today about something that's, that's really been bugging me for, for years. Uh, it's a question I've been asking myself over and over again, but I, I just can't seem to find an answer. It's a mystery so enduring that it just may never be solved. Why does anyone realize that Clark is Superman? I mean, seriously, I, he's six foot four. 250 pounds of solid muscle with a face that looks like it was sculpted by Leonardo da Vinci. And yet, when he puts on a pair of glasses, everyone is fooled. Guys... (laughs) I only think I'm smarter than that. I take one look at Superman and be like, why is Clark Kent encased in spandex and fighting General Zod? And Lois Lane would be like, that's not Clark Kent. Clark parts his perfect head of jet black hair to the left. And then when I was a kid, uh, I used to watch Masters of the Universe. I don't know if any of you guys remember that show. It was even worse with He-Man. So he somehow manages to put even less effort into his disguise. So Prince Adam basically puts on a pair of furry underwear and a, like a safety harness. He climbs onto the back of his giant green tiger. Who, and the, the tiger has a sense to put on a mask at least. But you know, but nobody can figure out that it's him. Whatever, you know, that's, that's comic books for you though. You have to suspend your disbelief a little. But it bothers me a lot more when I see the same things happening in the Bible. In uh, last week's Besorah portion, we read how Yeshua has been resurrected and he appears to Mary Magdalene. And when Mary sees Yeshua, she doesn't recognize him. And she assumes that he is a gardener until he reveals his identity to her. It's a little weird, but maybe we can chalk it up to, you know, the sun sun was in Mary's eyes or something like that. And then we read about the episode of Peter on the fishing boat. Peter and a few of the other disciples are out fishing when Yeshua comes to the shore and calls out to them. And the scriptures tell us that the disciples did not realize that it was Yeshua. Okay, that's a bit weird too, but but then again, Yeshua, he was was kind of far away, and it might have been a bit dark, so we can explain that away too. But then it happens again in this week's Besorah portion that we just read. Two of Yeshua's followers are walking down the road discussing everything that's been going on. And Yeshua comes up to them and asks them what they're talking about. And they're like, haven't you heard? What, have you been hiding under a rock? And Yeshua's like, uh, something like that, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, so they get to talking, and they wind up spending hours together. So they're, they're actively talking about Yeshua, so, he, so he's on their minds. Yeshua is opening up the scriptures to them in amazing ways, which is a really Yeshua thing to do. But through all this, the apostles don't realize that it's Yeshua they're speaking with. Now, this is a whole different situation. These guys are right up close to Yeshua. They are speaking directly to him. These are Yeshua's good friends. They are people who spent years with him. They've had long, intimate talks with him before, but neither of them recognize him. They even invite him to dinner, and it's only when Yeshua blesses the bread that they finally realize that it's him. On three separate occasions, the people closest to Yeshua fail to recognize him. It can't be a coincidence, right? The Bible is drawing attention to this because it's trying to tell us something. Why didn't these people recognize Yeshua? So I was looking this up and over the years uh, biblical commentators have come up with a number of possibilities. Uh, Some people believe that it could just be uh, like a confirmation bias. You know, let me give you an example. One time to prepare for a movie role, the actor Tom Cruise spent an entire day dressed as a FedEx worker delivering packages around L.A. I even found a picture of it. He spent the whole day going in and out of busy stores, having full conversations with people, and not a single person recognized one of the most recognizable men on the planet. People just don't expect Tom Cruise to be delivering their bath towels. So when they see him, they don't think, oh my gosh, it's Tom Cruise delivering my bath towels. They think, no, this FedEx driver looks kind of like the guy from Top Gun. Maybe the same thing was happening with Yeshua. You know, The apostles think that he's dead, so they they have no reason to expect to see him walking around. So when this man walks up to them, they might think, well, he bears an uncanny resemblance to Yeshua, but no, no way, it couldn't be him. Now, others uh, have, a, have, a dark, have a darker interpretation. They think that Yeshua was unrecognizable because he bore the, the scars of his ordeal. You, know, you all remember the episode with Doubting Thomas, where Yeshua shows his disciples the holes in his hands and the scars in his side. So this just confirms that Yeshua was resurrected into his own body, and he had the wounds from the nails and the spear. So perhaps these were not the only scars that he carried, and his face maybe looked different from the beatings he received. I've got a picture here of the actor uh, Mickey Rourke. You know, halfway through his acting career, he took time off to become a professional boxer. And this is what he looked like afterwards. He's like a completely different person. So you know, perhaps Yeshua's face was also swollen and scarred beyond recognition. Still, others believe that they didn't recognize Yeshua because he actually looked like a different person. Mark 16 says that Yeshua appeared to the apostles in a different form. So most people understand this to mean that he just appeared to them like in a, in a different way than he did to Mary. But some people interpret this as meaning that Yeshua literally took on a different form. And this could be justification for all those uh, blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus paintings. So maybe Yeshua died looking like this and was raised like that. <laughs> but I think the best explanation comes from the text itself. Verse 16 of uh, Luke says that Their eyes were, I'm going to use the Greek here, they were kept, they were ekrataunto, which means like they were seized and restrained physically. They were kept from doing something. They were prevented from recognizing Yeshua. So Yeshua is not the one who looks different. It's the apostles who don't recognize him. The problem is with the apostles, not with Yeshua. So in that light, I'm less interested in how the apostles didn't recognize Yeshua and more interested in why. Because on three separate occasions, Yeshua conceals his identity only to reveal it later. So whenever the scriptures repeat themes, it's to draw our attention to it. So why does Yeshua do this? Why is he trying to draw attention to this? What purpose does it serve? And what can we learn from this? Firstly, I think sometimes... We don't see the truth immediately, so that something greater can be fulfilled. Let me explain a little better. I think we can better understand the apostles' failure to recognize Yeshua if we look at it from the context of the entire story of the Bible. So astute readers will recall that this isn't the first time someone in the Bible disguised their identity, right? Right? So one of our most famous stories is about how the the crafty Jacob dressed in hairy garments and fooled his father into thinking he was his brother Esau. And then just a few chapters later, Jacob himself is tricked when Leah marries him while disguised as her sister Rachel. And a few chapters after that, we read how Joseph tricked his brothers in Egypt by disguising his identity in order to test them. So three stories... Three failures to recognize who was standing right in front of them. Does that sound familiar? So when the scriptures repeat themes, it's to draw our attention to it. See, because I've always found it strange that these people couldn't see through the flimsy disguises. So Isaac, he may have been blind, but he should have been able to tell his sons apart. Jacob didn't even disguise his voice. And Jacob spent seven years spending time with, longing after Rachel, going on dates with her, but he spent an entire intimate night with Leah before realizing he'd be tricked. How dark does it have to be in that tent? <laughs> Joseph isn't even covering his face. How is it that these people were blind to the true identities of those closest to them? In the book of Isaiah, when God gives the prophet his commission, he tells him this, render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, and their eyes dim. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their heart and their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. See, in this verse, we see that God sometimes works by closing the eyes of people to the truth in order for something greater to be fulfilled. If Isaac had recognized Jacob. He never would have had to leave home and go on his journey of transformation. Had Jacob recognized Leah, he would never have married the mother of seven of his children. Half the tribes of Israel would never have been born, including Judah, from whom Yeshua is descended. If Joseph's brothers realized who he was, they would have immediately started cringing and groveling and begging for their lives, and Joseph would have had no way of reconciling with them and putting his family back together. See, by closing their eyes, by preventing them from seeing the truth immediately, God allowed these people to see a greater truth when he opened them again. When his eyes were opened, Isaac finally saw Jacob as a son who deserved to be blessed. Jacob finally saw Leah as a wife deserving of a husband to love her. And the sons of Israel finally saw Joseph as their true brother. In each case, the person who was disguised was seen for who they truly were. The truth of who they were was finally revealed. And I think it's the same case for Yeshua on the road to Emmaus. Because, number two, sometimes it's hard to recognize Yeshua, even when he is standing right next to us. Let's jump back into Luke and just look a little more closely at the text. So Yeshua comes up to this man. His his name is Cleopas. And he asks them what they're talking about. Cleopas answers, "Well, oh, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. But the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was going to be the one to redeem Israel. So right off the bat, we see that Cleopas has a problem here. Cleopas has this image in his head of who Yeshua is supposed to be. So, it's very flattering. When he thinks of Yeshua, he sees this mighty prophet and miracle worker. He sees someone who's going to overthrow the Romans, establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so, he's absolutely shocked when Yeshua instead is arrested and put to death because that doesn't fit into his image of who Yeshua is. And ultimately, Cleopas is disappointed in Yeshua. He's let down because Yeshua did not meet his expectations. No wonder he didn't recognize Yeshua. Because he never knew Yeshua at all. At all. Not who he really is. And Yeshua calls him out on it. He says to them, Oh, foolish one, so slow of heart to put your trust in all the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary for Messiah to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Yeshua is basically saying, how can you recognize me when in your heart you don't believe what the scriptures say about me? So Yeshua doesn't just leave them there, though. He spends the rest of the day teaching them about who he really is. He defies their expectations and shows them the truth. And when they finally get it in their hearts their eyes open up as well, and they finally see Yeshua for who he really is. And I don't think it's all that different for us. Have you ever felt like God didn't meet your expectations? Have you ever wanted something so badly, like it could be a job or your a marriage or a relationship, or maybe it's your health, and you pray for it every day and you work So hard for it. You do everything right. You do everything you can do to make this thing happen. And then it falls through. And your hopes are shattered. And when that happens, it's very easy to become disappointed in God. And it feels like God isn't there. That he's abandoned us. And he doesn't love us anymore. But Yeshua teaches us that it's at those moments of greatest doubt, of deepest disappointment. When nothing is going right, that is when Yeshua is right besides us. The times that God doesn't meet our expectations are the times when we struggle to recognize him. But he is always there, calling us to look deeper into his word and see the truth of who he really is. And I think that my last takeaway... Is that this is really encouraging for us as Messianic Jews? Because much like Cleopas on the, road to Emma, or on the road to Emmaus, the greater part of our Jewish brothers and sisters do not recognize Yeshua as the promised Messiah, and they're, and they're still waiting for their Redeemer. But imagine what would happen, what would have happened if they'd seen Yeshua for who he was right from the start. Israel would have embraced him and made him their king. They almost did anyway. All of Judah would have been saved. But Messiah would never have gone to the cross. He never would have paid the price for our sins. And though Israel would be saved, the rest of the world will drown in darkness. If God has dimmed the eyes of Israel, then it has been for a greater purpose. And I find hope in the knowledge that while God sometimes blinds his people to the truth, he never does it permanently. The Apostle Paul understood this. This is the famous thing that he's written here in Romans 11. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their false step, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke Israel to jealousy. Guys, can we read this last part together? Because I think this is really important for us. Now, if their transgression leads to riches for the world, and their lost riches for the Gentiles, then how much more their fullness? For if their rejection leads to the reconciliation of the world, then what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Amen. On the road to a mass, the apostles didn't recognize Yeshua. But when he opened their hearts to the truth... Their eyes were opened as well, and they saw Yeshua for who he really was. The word of God has the power to open our hearts. Yeshua has the power to open our eyes. The time is coming, congregation, when all of Israel will embrace the Messiah and see who Yeshua truly is. And on that day, Cleopas's long-awaited hope will be fulfilled. Yeshua will redeem Israel. He will restore our nation, and Yeshua will make our family whole again. Shabbat shalom, everybody.